stop what you're doing? Are you frustrated because you feel like you're not performing at the level that you know you're absolutely capable of? Are you feeling anxious and not taking action because of fear? Are you sick and tired of feeling stuck? Then this program is a fit for you. Hi, I'm Kim Yader, Peak Performance Coach, and I've had well over 25 years of coaching sessions with high performers just like you who want to take their life and their performance to the next level. I've created a step-by-step process that takes you from A to Z from our self-assessment strategy roadmap to our breakthrough release blueprint. I've helped people from all walks of life, and I can absolutely help you. So if you're feeling anxious, frustrated, or stuck, and you're not performing at your peak, unlock your life now and perform at your peak. Go to unlockyourlifecoach.com and set a time with me for a complimentary strategy session. Unlockyourlifecoach.com and unlock your life now. Welcome to the tribe. El Gringo Hot Sauce Tried and True. Made for those heat aficionados and sagacious connoisseurs that like their palates tantalized. Hot Sauce made for you, the common man, but also the sophisticated. Made in small batches and slow roasted to give you that sense of nostalgia you get when eating home-cooked meals, while also that gourmet flavor and consistency you find at a five-star restaurant. Bottom line is, we love what we do. We hope you enjoy our infectiously superb fruit-infused hot sauce. Bold with flavor, just the perfect amount of heat. Go forth bravely and share some sauce. El Gringo, can you take the heat? Go to elgringohotsauce.com and place your order today. That's elgringohotsauce.com, San Diego's best hot sauce. Welcome to the Take Your Power Back Show with Peak Performance Breakthrough Coach, Kim Yader. Today's empowering program will encourage you to step into your power, to take action in your leadership, and allow your voice to be heard. Listen in today as we speak to other freedom-loving Americans that are making a positive impact in the world by standing in truth amid adversity. Learn how to take your power back in your freedom, in your personal and professional life, in technology and creativity, and in your faith. Be inspired. Be encouraged. Be transformed. Together, let's take your power back with our host, Peak Performance Breakthrough Coach, Kim Yader. Well, hello, your freedom-loving patriots. Welcome to Take Your Power Back. I am your host, Peak Performance Breakthrough Coach, Kim Yader. Today's empowering program will encourage you to step into your power and take action in your leadership and allow your voice to be heard. And let me tell you, you are in for such a treat today. We have two very special guests, Dr. Mark Sherwood, Oklahoma gubernatorial candidate and the doctor of 10,000 plus COVID patients with zero deaths. Our second guest is L.A. Marzuli, author, lecturer, and filmmaker, and the man sounding the alarm to the wake-up call of the coming Great Deception. Our first guest up today to take your power back is Dr. Mark Sherwood. Let me tell you a little bit about him. I'm going to bring him on in. Now, you already have heard that he is the 2022 gubernatorial candidate for Oklahoma. He's also a naturopath, three-time number one best-selling author of The Quest for Wellness, Fork Your Diet, Surviving the Garden of Eden. He's a podcaster. Media personality, Fox News, healthy living expert, film producer of The Prayer List. Saw it last night. It was great. Fork Your Diet and the WWJR. He's the founder of Hope Dealers International, founder of Functional Medicine Institute in Tulsa, along with his amazing wife, Michelle. He is the doctor. Oh my gosh, guys. 10,000 plus COVID patients with zero deaths. Let's just talk about that. Come on in. You are a former 24-year police veteran as well, Mark. 10-year SWAT team, 12 years with Power Team, bodybuilding champion, former professional baseball player, 2022 Oklahoma gubernatorial candidate again, and you got guns on those arms. I saw those guns, man. Hello, Mark. Welcome. 
Hey, Kim, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I I appreciate you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I just, I really appreciate you and, you know, just getting to really meet you in person, you know, in Tulsa at Tip of the Spear with Clay Clark and General Flynn. What an amazing event that we got to really connect other like-minded, you know, get to connect together with other like-minded people. So I want to talk about the hotspot right off the bat. You know, there's so many directions we could go, Mark. I just appreciate you for the stand that you are. And especially after getting to uh, watch that movie last night and get to know a little bit more about you and Michelle, my heart was so moved. After the interview with Michelle, I I literally was in tears. And I, I got the tenacity, the the um, overcoming adversity and just that willingness to stand in truth. You guys are powerhouses. Thank you. Well, my wife, um, and I appreciate you saying that she is a, she's a warrior. Uh, she's overcame so much as the movie indicates from, you know, abuse, homelessness, um, the just overcoming all odds, mindset and heart set. And, and we both have that. I, I truly know that our marriage, our unity is, is a match made in heaven mm-hmm. from heaven. And, and, uh, my goodness, we just want to do our part while we're here on this earth to inspire people, to motivate them and just really push them to a different place in their life that they can achieve anything, anything that they set their mind to. Yes, I so got that. And what I really was getting from that movie and getting to know you is your unwillingness to accept the narrative, the story that we tell ourselves. And I just saw, you know, Michelle working with the doctors she worked with in the past that are stuck in their way of doing things, the box of how it should be, how it should go. And she was like, hold on a second, there really is another way. Let's look at their lifestyle. Let's look at how what they're putting in their body. There's other ways. So let's actually transition now and let's talk about how you've got 10,000 plus COVID patients, Mark, with zero deaths. Well, I think you mentioned the key principle. Um, the box in which we're operating does not work now and it hasn't worked for 50 years. You go back and look historically at what's happened in our country with the initiation of the food pyramid way back, you know, 50 odd years ago and the government getting involved in health, health care and, and all of that. It's been an utter miserable failure. I look at the CDC, and it really should be called the Centers of Disease Out of Control because it simply doesn't work. You know, America brought about the Western lifestyle that is now uh, perpetuating around the world. We created obesity. We created type 2 diabetes, and it's just manifest uh, tragic way it's growing across the world, among other things, the increase in autoimmunity the increase in Alzheimer's, dementia, cancers, et cetera. We did all that. And Mm -hmm. this box does not work. And when we had this thing called COVID come upon us, I remember it really well. My wife and I were flying back from a vacation, not knowing exactly, you know, what we're going to walk into. And uh, we made up our minds right then because, Kim, what we saw and what we heard was, zero, and I mean zero leadership from our government, from medicine, and even from church. And I was completely um, appalled and very deeply disappointed in that because we were talking about fear. And that's not been the American spirit. That's not been the American way at all. That is not what birthed our country. And then when we looked at it from our standpoint, you know, what we could do and what we did know, we realized the patterns we've been using as a society don't work. So we, we went at it with a different angle and we created a new box <laughs> or created a new space and mm, didn't follow the narrative at all. And people started getting better and, and it was, um, it was awesome. And so we have continued that to this day. Mm, so good. So good. You, you know, you said something a second ago, which was all of it is powerful. You said the words, we created obesity. We created Alzheimer's. You know, we created what is the box that is. And so here's the question, for what purpose have we created that, Mark? I believe the temptation for the love of money, fame, influence, and power, Kim is out there for all of us. 
It really is. It's a strong temptation. We all want to be important. We all want to make money. We all want to be influential. Most people want to be appreciated and valued. I think that was the open door to what happened because you, you got government involved and lobbyists involved and and we created that food pyramid, and, and at the bottom of that, if we remember, was six to 11 servings of breads and grains. Well, that was never done before mm-hmm. in the history of mankind on any continent. And then we put heavy subsidies into those things, such as wheat, corn, soy, and we genetically modified them. And we created this whole litany of cheap, unnatural things that we like to call foods, but they're really not foods. They're frankenfoods. They're like I call fruits, you know, or unfoods or antifoods. And they don't work. And the body would look at those as a foreign entity or object as evidenced by our genetics only changing 2% 10,000 years. So it was a recipe for expected disaster. And anybody with three brain cells would have looked at that and said, that won't work. And it took us statistically um, 11 years once that stuff started happening in these United States, Kim, to go from one state – being above 10% in obesity to every state except one. And that trend has climbed steadily and predictably since then, where many states are 60%. And I was reading some statistics that indicated that by the year 2050, that we would see up to 100% of the population being overweight, over obese, and get this, autism, if it continues its trend, one in two. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Now, here's what's just in my mind. If I worked for the pharmaceutical industry, dang, I'd be so excited. I'd make a lot of money. You have a lot of sick people, right? Provide a lot of solutions, a lot of medications. Well, big pharma, mm-hmm. uh, let's just kind of call that for what it is. They control air and everything. They control the narrative of the media because they're the big buyers of advertising space. They control politicians because they're the largest donors. They are the biggest lobbyists. So they're controlling everything. And they have complete control of our minds now as they filled our airways with all these commercials. I really believe that Big Pharma, although there are medicines out there that I'm very grateful for. We mm-hmm. use medicines. We're not anti-medicine at all. But we're anti-dependence upon medicine for healing. If you want to look at that from a biblical perspective, you know, the word um, witchcraft and sorcery that's used in Galatians in, in the New Testament, chapter 5, verse 20, that word witchcraft or sorcery in its root in the Greek is pharmakia. And it goes on and on as far as the dependence upon the world's ways to bring healing to mankind, which is opposite Proper use of medication is good. Improper dependence upon that is a trap and a deceptive place for certain failure. And now we have the whole world controlled by the idea of multiple vaccines. And I find that tragic, completely tragic, Kim, because we have ignored the very principle of the author of modern medicine, as we like to say, Hippocrates, who said, let food be thy medicine. And one step further, mankind was not born with medication or vaccine deficiencies. And that is something I hope people think about. And we want to stop all this. My recommendation would be to stop big pharma advertising directly through the airwaves and have to educate the doctors. The doctors have to go to the patient. That would be a big uh, step in the right direction. And I hope the federal government will, at some point in time, Um, enact legislation, and it's going to take courage to do that because that would be a a solve of a big-time problem. Mm, So good, and that's why you decided to run, isn't it? To shift what's happening. Yeah, because we don't need politicians anymore. Um, Politicians and the political system, the party system, as we know, it's, it's ripe for corruption, and it's got it, and every man and woman is tempted by that. But we need to change that, you know, to use the word narrative, because we have relied on the government now, just like we run a big pharma to to heal us, to fix our problems. And even with uh, gun legislation, you can't legislate morality and you can't legislate hatred out of mankind. Uh, So it's a a hard thing. I decided, uh, my wife and I both, I should say, we're together in this. We're a package deal. Um, We stepped up. We honored the call. 
to be obedient, Kim, and it was never about winning or losing. It was about will we be obedient to the call of God to step up and truly do what God called us to do, which is to represent the people and stand in the gaps with this interpositional leadership, you know, to stand in the gap even to your own demise or death, if need be, even for people that might not love you or might not care for you. So it, it's been a challenge. It's been a learning experience. It's developed, uh, well, a lot thicker skin in us. And my wife mm. and I have truly grown through this, which which I'm grateful for. Mm, so good. You know, this show really is about stepping into your leadership and allowing your voice to be heard. So what can you, how can you speak to our audience right now? on what that's really going to take. Because when you stand for truth, you you either stand for something or fall for anything, right? So when you take a stand, you're going to get pushed back. So speak to that. How can you empower our audience? Well, I want the audience to really just, just listen carefully and receive what I'm getting ready to say with not just your ears, but your mind and then further your heart. Every human being that is placed and created for planet Earth experience is designed to create a unique purpose and influence on the Earth, if we allow it. So no one can be you, no one can be me, no one can be my wife. We are all unique in our purpose. And the purpose brings not only fulfillment to you, but first it brings fulfillment to other people. And that's a hard thing because we're all about self Um, achievement or self-blessing or self-purpose, but our purpose is really, really about serving others. Mm. But when you serve others and you encourage others and you empower others, the power comes back on you, manifest over multiple times. So as you give and as you push and as you be obedient to speaking life, blessing, um, abundance, encouragement to other people, you, know, you will be, by God's own principles, be encouraged and empowered to give more. So it's like a well that you're giving from, but you don't have to actually dig the well yourself because the well is dug by what you give from it. And, and I hope people caught that principle right there. And it's, it's challenging because it goes in the opposite of the world's ways. You know, the world's ways will tell us, take care of you, and then you can take care of somebody else. But kingdom ways is to serve other people. And mm-hmm. so it's a very um, opposite way to look at things. And I'm not saying don't care for yourself at all. I'm not saying care for others that neglect yeah. of yourself. I'm saying that you got to think about it from a different way. And then when you're walking in those purposes, to your point, you're going to get resistance because the world doesn't think like you do. The world is opposite. And if the world hates you on account of your faith or your stance or your obedience, count it blessing. You know you're on the right track. But if you're not getting any resistance in your life and it seems like super easy, you're going to find yourself unfulfilled and unhappy. That's why, you know, you get out there. We've seen it before in, in Hollywood. There's all kinds of money, but there's a bunch of unhappy people. And so it goes right back to that whole concept. So my encouragement for people is to just allow that shift in your thinking to occur. And then the shift in the thinking occurs, the shift in your actions will occur as well. And it will continue to grow in your life. And then you'll look back on it from a different perspective and say, yeah, now I know why this resistance came and why I got stronger. And just one little thing to put a bow on that Mm. is when we exercise with weights, and I do, um, (laughs) my wife and I have for probably, you know, 50 years now, which is crazy, you know, to think about. We were talking about that in the gym this morning, actually, you know, we've been doing this for 50 years. What do you think, sweetheart? You know, and, um, and she's just as beautiful as ever, by the way, but yes, she is. We, (laughs) we know that you have to continue to have greater resistance or greater challenge to even grow. Yes. Without that, you do the same old thing. You're not going to get growth and you're going to adapt. We can't become so comfortable and adapted into this culture that we just blend right in because mm. that's the trap. We've got to blend out, out from it, step out and above and away from it. Yes, 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 yes. I think of the scripture that says, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, 
character and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts through Christ Jesus. So it is a matter of persevering, staying on track, keeping the focus. And, you know, I want to go back to something you said. It's so powerful because, you know, we can find in the Christian world that we're so focused on love God, love others, love God, love others, but we miss the order. It's like the ecology of love. It's the greatest command, love the Lord your God with all your heart your soul, your mind, and your strength. And Jesus says the other is like it. Love others as you love yourself. Sometimes we can jump, Mark, and correct me if I'm wrong, in my experience of working with people, and especially Christians, and I know myself from my past, it was love God, love others, and I was not accepting and receiving my identity as of who I was in Christ and loving myself and drawing close to him to fill up, to overflow, to pour out to others. So we were, I was giving out of what there was nothing left. That is an excellent point. And this, I believe, what I'm getting ready to say is the greatest deception in the church today. It is the disregard for the care of the temple. The idea of our physical earth suit that God gave us, the residence, the temple of the Holy Spirit of God in us. And yet we see in 1 Corinthians 3 and 1 Corinthians 6 that the body is the temple of God. And we in the church in America as a whole have not even talked about that. And that's something that we talk about heavily in our practice to really put into that temple and to keep out of that temple the things that do blessing or, or on the other side, do harm. And the scripture reference is in a section where Jesus goes into the temple in the last week of his life, and he sees the money changers there in the temple. And this is a principle we've got to catch. So he got angry and made a whip and drove them out. You know, how dare you make my father's house a den of thieves? It's a house of prayer. But Kim, after he drove them out, he healed people in the temple. Mm. And so that's symbolic of our physical bodies today. We've allowed too many things to come into those things that have deterred and deferred and inhibited God's presence of healing, God's healing power. So therefore, the temple has become a den of thieves. It's stolen our identity from us. It's stolen our healing from us. And we haven't walked in healing like we should. Christians should be the healthiest people on planet Earth. Come on. You should see them coming a mile away. They should walk in a room and you should see them carrying guns. I mean, I'm being funny with that, you know, on their arms. Mm -hmm, you should say, mm -hmm. I bet you that's a Christian right there. <laughs> it should be that common. And instead, we, and this is sad, and I'll say this for shock value, but it's certainly true. We, in the church, many times, in the foyers, we have our cookies, our donuts, our coffees, our games, our merchandise. And then we have the audacity to try to pray out type 2 diabetes that we're creating every day. And then we go to the buffet afterwards to celebrate what God did. That is not God. That is deception, and that's arrogance, and that's ego, and that has no place in the house of God, Come on. in our temples, I'm talking come about. Come on, come on. And it's, it's about taking personal responsibility and ownership, isn't it? Yes. And, it, and it's it the whole being. It's the, it is, we are made up of mind, body, soul, and spirit. Well, that's true. And it goes back to the idea of even the concept. And this is how it all ties together. You know, the concept of our founding fathers, you know, the, the founding fathers documents, the, the Federalist Papers, all this talked about the idea of, of a, a self-guided moral compass that was given to us by a sovereign God. And that's the benefit that we have in this beautiful country called America, mm. where we have the idea to self-govern to self-care, to self-manage. And the more we give that up, the more we transfer that responsibility over from self to other people, government, doctors, pastors, you see, we lose the idea of caring for self. We want somebody else to do it. And hence, we get off course. And that is the dilemma we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Instead of the self-government, the moral code we're supposed to live by, we want the pill for the ill. We want the law to fix it. We want the federal government to come in and feed us, clothe us, finance us, protect us. We have got to readjust everything. And as the Bible says in Second Chronicles 714, 
We need to seek the face of God, humble ourselves, pray, repent from our wicked ways, and God's going to hear that prayer. And yes. He's going to heal our land. Yes, land on. right there is the same thing for the dirt that our body's yep. made of. That's right. So we, we really need to take that at heart and really go for it, like right now. Like right now. All right. So we're going to we're gonna transition over real quick. We got a couple minutes. And this yep. is so important that we touch on this. We just gave our power to who? Not Doctor Who. Remember Doctor Who? Not Doctor Who. We gave our power to the World Health Organization. And in the next few months, by election time, things are about to shift. Mark, let's talk about that real quick. We're giving our All power right. away. We're not taking responsibility. Okay. So let us understand a couple principles and hope people get this. Um, Biden and his crew cannot do that legally. They can't do it constitutionally because they cannot make those treaties without two-thirds agreements in the Congress. Further, the states are independent. They are sovereign. So the states can push back to any action of the WHO, period. We need governors and we need sheriffs to step up and understand that principle because it's there. The states made the federal government. So when the WHO comes to a state, and I'm being funny, but I want to make a point, the state can say, who do you think you are? Get your tail out of our state now. <laughs> say that again. Get <laughs> out of our state now. <laughs> That's it's, right. It's a matter of us standing up. Listen, if we are fat, dumb, and happy and sitting on the couch and letting life just go by, oh my gosh, we're living as victims. We're living at the effect of life. Like We were never meant to have somebody govern us, tell us what to do. Like, like we are meant to step into our God-given identity, self-govern, self-care, self-manage. So what's your call you to action for the people? Give me your call to action for the people. Right here, what can we do as citizens? I mean, what do we do? Stand up out of our chair and go, okay, I'm standing up. Get out. Who? What action can we take? I want us to really take the action of looking at yourself and do a fraud assessment. I really mean this. F-R-A-U-D-S. Fear, resentment, anger, unforgiveness, disappointment, and shame. Identify any of that stuff going on in your life right now and confess it, get, get forgiveness from that, and get free from it. And when you do that, you'll understand who you are in God, literally. And you can look at the world the way it is. And you can say, you know what? I'm not phased by this. I'm not wavering by this. But I will stand strong for the principles I live in. And nobody in this world is going to affect my witness, my being, my life, my identity. And get that settled here and now. Yes. So good. So good. Letting go of the past. Releasing what no longer serves us. We're not meant to live in fraud. We're not meant to live in that. When we release that past, we literally can create. We started this with creation. We can create the world we want to create, God's kingdom on this earth now. Amen. That's well said. The words are creative. I say an affirmation statement each day, mm. and it goes like this. Thank you, God, that you made me to a great man, husband, father, son, and friend. You made me a great leader, influencer, and healer. Therefore, I'm focused, diligent, disciplined, and exemplary. I'm at peace, full of joy, exuding and living in supreme health, abounding in wisdom, overflowing with love. And I hear your voice and follow your directions with a servant and warrior heart and mind. Amen. Speak it as it is. Words have the power to bring life or death. The words we speak are the choice morsels we eat. Speak it out loud. Mark, that is so powerful. Thank you so much for just the blessing that you are, the stand that you are. And I'm so excited to have you on again. And how can our people reach you, hear more about you, and uh, get the lowdown? All right. Two websites. If people are interested in our campaign platforms, go to Sherwood2022.com. If they're interested in anything else we do regarding, you know, how we treat people care-wise, patient-wise, go to Sherwood.tv. Excellent. Mark Sherwood, thank you for being with us. I love you. Have an amazing day today, and we'll see you soon. And coming up next is our special, special sponsor, Thank You. We want you guys to know who our sponsors are. And when we return, get ready for L.A. Marzulli, author, lecturer, and filmmaker, and the man sounding the alarm to the wake-up call of the coming great deception at the Take Your Power Back show. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? 
I know I was. Then tap into Mike Lindell's My Pillows Complete Mattress Sleep System. I love mine. My back doesn't hurt anymore when I wake up. I feel like I'm a baby when I wake up. That refreshed feeling that I slip into my pillow slippers. I absolutely love them. So go to mypillow.com and save 66%. And you're going to use promo code Kim. Go to mypillow.com, promo code Kim, K-I-M, and get your complete mattress sleep system today. And thank you, Mike Lindell, Patriot from MyPillow. We're honored to have you as one of our sponsors. And our next sponsor up is the Peak Performance Patriot Shopping Club. It's economic warfare. If you're tired of shopping at the big box retailers that have absolutely no interest in your wellness, and you want to shore up your immune system, then make the switch to a Patriot manufacturer where products are made here in America with the best of science and nature. They're better and they're safer and they're a lot less expensive. You save 30 to 50% every time you shop and access $100 in free products. Go to peakperformancepatriotshoppingclub.com for your virtual tour today. That's peakperformancepatriotshoppingclub.com. And thank you to San Diego Bay Adventures, Gail and Bruce Stedham. You guys are phenomenal. San Diego Bay Adventures is your place for fun. Jet ski rentals, kayaks, paddle boards, fun for the whole family located on the big San Diego Bay. Arrive as a guest and leave as family. Go to SanDiegoBayAdventures.com and join the fun. That's SanDiegoBayAdventures.com. And welcome back to Take Your Power Back. We are so excited to have you here today. And we have a very special guest up. It is Ele Marzumli. He is the author, lecturer, and filmmaker. He's penned 12 books, including the Nephilim Trilogy, which made the CBA bestsellers list. Based on his work on the trilogy, L.A. received an honorary doctorate from his mentor, Dr. I.D.E. Thomas, who was the provost at Pacific International University. He was also honored with the Gold Medallion Award from Chuck Missler at the K-House Conference in 2014. His book series, On the Trail of the Nephilim, Volumes 1 and 2, are full-colored, oversized volumes that reveal startling evidence of massive cover-ups of what he believes to be the remains of the Nephilim, the giants mentioned in the Bible, in our scriptures. L.A. teamed up with film producer Richard Shaw to create The Watchers, series which grew to 11 episode catalog. One of those installments, Watchers 7, UFO Physical Evidence, won both UFO Best Film and People's Choice Awards at the UFO Congress in 2000, Conference Congress in 2014. Marzuli created a team that legally extracted material for DNA testing from the enigmatic elongated scales, skulls found in Peru. The results will be released soon, and I believe they are released. We're going to talk to him about that. L.A. released his first independent film in March 2017, the first installment of the new series, The Watchmen Chronicles, titled in their own words, UFOs Are Real. This hard-hitting expose on the burgeoning UFO phenomena is geared toward the skeptic and is a wake-up call to what Marzulli calls the coming great Deception. L.A. Marzuli, welcome to Take Your Power Back. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. I so appreciate you. I know you have a big conference coming up this weekend, and I just love you, L.A. You put time aside. You're like, we're going to make this happen. So I'm honored to have you here. And we, yeah. had, the pr- we had the privilege of meeting at Here the Watchmen oh, Conference. Yeah. L.A., the coming great deception. I want to go there. There's so much we could talk about. I want to share something real quick and tell me what this sparks in you when we talk about the coming great deception. Do you remember War of the Worlds? Do you remember? Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. right? O- October 30th, a day before Halloween, 1938, Orson Welles, right? So here it was this radio program. So my grandfather, this is a New Bethed Mass, okay? My grandfather was listening to that show, not realizing that he was in the middle of a show, and it was a show. He really thought this was happening. He grabs his shotgun, drives down in his pickup truck to my grandma's church, slams open the doors and says to my grandma, yelling out across, you know, the synagogue or the, or the church, he says, Hortense, the aliens are here. They're coming to attack us. Get out of here. Let's go. 
literally <laughs> traffic was backed up for hours. So tell me about the great deception to come. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Orson Welles. We actually referenced him in our second uh, film in the ongoing UFO film series. There's like two um, two installments out now. We're actually in post-production on three, four, five, and six. So hopefully three will be released sometime in July and then followed by four, five, and six as we, we can get to it. But we, we basically reference Orson Welles and, and number two because when he, when he came out with that, um, and, and I believe that this was almost like, okay, it was, it was a fictional story. I got that. But like with your grandfather, a lot of people, uh, even though Orson Welles in the beginning of the show said, you know, this is a fictional account, blah, 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 people took it to heart. And the reaction was so strong that I think the powers that be looked at that and realized this is mass panic. Now, if, you, if we ping pong up to the modern day, um, when we look at a few months back, NASA, never a straight answer, uh, hired, I think it's nine or ten theologians uh, to try to figure out what would happen if did show up, what would happen to Catholicism, what would happen to Christianity, and, you know, why would NASA be doing that? If there's nothing to see, then there's nothing to see. But there is something to see, and we are on the ninth rung of the ladder of disclosure, and it's, it's up we go. And that first rung was, was uh, breached by Commander David Fravor, uh, in 2017, on Tucker Carlson. And there's a reason why it's on Tucker Carlson, because most of his audience is Christian and conservative, and they're running it up the flagpole there to see what the reaction would be. And the reaction basically is flatline. Nobody cares. And this is, as I, I coined this phrase 23 years ago, the coming great deception. It was in my first novel, Nephilim, published by Zondervan. And it's, uh, it's, it's quite a romp. We've actually we got the rights back to him in all three all three novels in that series are all under one, one cover, one binder. So it's like 900 pages of, of a fun-filled fiction adventure. But the fiction is based on lots and lots of research. And that was a phrase that I coined based on my research, based on what the Lord tells us when he says that men think from fear for it's coming upon the earth. Even the elect would be deceived if that were possible. Um, Paul tells us, admonishes us that Satan, the dragon, comes with all signs of lying wonders. So, you know, you put that into a cosmic blender, as it were, and then we ask ourselves, well, what's going on now? What's manifesting? And it's the UFO phenomenon, which is real version and not going away, and it's just not. And like I said, we are on the ninth rung of the ladder and, and ever climbing upwards. And the top rung will be full disclosure when they really just show up. And that's the game changer. Okay, so we're seeing all over the news right now, Marcelle. It's crazy. I mean, ABC, CBS, CNN, there's all of these, hey, UFO sighting here, UFO sighting there. It's like they are peppering us, peppering us, getting us ready, just like you said, testing our response. And the people, you know, their response is like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, great. Or, oh, well, you know, what's, what's really there? All right, so here's the deal. I want to lay a foundation. So I want to know, like, what is this whole Nephilim thing? I mean, didn't, I know the Bible talks about the Nephilim in the beginning, a third of the angels cast down out of heaven, and those angels mated with humans. Now, the Bible does say that in the end, it will be just like in the days of Noah. And there were giants in the times of Noah. We ignore those things, but let's let's give a little bit of foundation here. Are we about to experience what Noah experienced in our time, and they're peppering us for what's about to come down on the earth? Well, we are. I mean, we're definitely, we're definitely experiencing it. Uh, why would Jesus, out of all the places in the Tanakh that he could reference, he references it'll be like the days of Noah. So what really differentiates the days of Noah? What, what results in the flood? Most people, many, many good, you know, God-fearing Christians have no idea because they've never been taught Genesis 3.15, which precedes the flood. In Genesis 3.15, we've got the vineyard in the garden. We've got the pre-incarnate Jesus, pre-incarnate Christ, it's a theophany in the garden. We've got the dragon, Satan, over there. We've got Adam and Eve. And Jesus says, your seed, pointing of a dragon, your seed will be at enmity at war with the seed of the woman. He, the proto-evangelium, the one coming from the seed of the woman, uh, will, will crush your head. You will bruise his heel. Well, that sets up the rest of the biblical narrative. And unless... Unless a Christian, unless a Bible-believing 
person trying to search the scriptures comes to grips with Genesis 3.15, they have no idea what's going on in the rest of the Bible, because it is, in fact, a seed war. It is, in fact, a seed war. And that seed, eventually, when Abraham is tapped out, that becomes the line of the Messiah. So it's a seed war. It's exactly what Jesus tells us and warns us of in Genesis 3.15. So Genesis 6, just a few chapters later, the days of Noah. All flesh is destroyed. Why? Because everything is corrupted. The genome is corrupted. I remember reading M.R. DeHaan's book talking about Noah. Well, you know, Noah was pure in all his generations. It doesn't say he was sinless, but he says he was pure in all his generations. In other words, his DNA was intact, and his DNA of his family was intact, including their wives. So the three sons and the, three, and the, and the sons' wives, everybody that got on that ark was not contaminated with fallen angel DNA. Everybody else on the planet, in some way, some way, shape, or form, was uh, contaminated. That's why only eight people survived. And that's incredibly sobering, but it's there. And then, of course, when we skip over to the Tower of Babel, something's going on there, where Nimrod becomes Geborum. And I've written about this in my book, The Cosmic Chess Match. We don't okay, have time hang on one second, Marzoli. you got to uh, clear sure. something up for me, because this might be another people's space, too. So here's what I imagine. We've got the Great Flood. Everything was destroyed. The giants were destroyed. The Nephilim were destroyed. Weren't they destroyed? How did they survive that? Was well, it the physical why, bodies that died and the spirit remained? No, 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 no. What happens is it's a second, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh incursion up to modernity. I mean, we'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, it's happening in modernity as we speak. Uh, but it happened, there was just another incursion. There were suicide missions. These fallen angels know exactly what they're doing, but they do it anyway. This is, and I wrote about this in my latest book, Counter Move, which is book number 13. And Counter Move says how the Nephilim returned after the flood. That's what the basis of the whole book is, is about. Um, <clears throat> and people don't understand that this seed war goes on until the cross, and then it changes. Then it's no longer, well, Messiah's here, we lost. Think about where Jesus goes the moment he dies. Mm-hmm. He descends to the lower parts of the earth, and it's a proclamation, as Bollinger tells us. It's a proclamation to the angels that are chained in these gloomy dungeons. Guess what? There's no, there's no jailbreak. You're not getting out. You're not getting out. In other words, the penalty of the sin that the fallen angels did <clears throat> uh, in the time of Noah, and we read about that in the book of Enoch, and there's some people that are just, they look at Enoch, oh, we can't possibly read that. Well, you can appreciate its historicity, you know? It, 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 it's actually quoted in the Bible, so not so fast, citizens. Let's just read it and see what it says. And it amplifies the Genesis 6 passage verbatim, but gives this detail that's not in the Genesis 6 narrative. If you were going to keep one book out of the Bible, that's the book you would keep out, because that shows exactly what's going on. Mm. And, and it shows what happened in the days of Noah. So Semyaza, the fallen angel, says to the other 200 watcher angels uh, in the days of Jared uh, on, Mount, on Mount Hermon, um, let me get this, can I call you later, on Mount Hermon, that, um, uh, you know, I fear you will indeed agree not to do this deed, and I alone will bear the penalty of a great sin. Now that's been there for thousands of years, and yet it was hidden. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit will cloak something, or the Lord allows something to be cloaked, where no one puts it together, until until he told me, he gave me a download, like three or four years ago, which was the basis of the book, Counter Move. Because what it is, it's a suicide mission. And the angels know exactly what that penalty of the great sin that they're going to do, but they do it anyway. Because it's the only shot they have to stop the seed of the woman from bearing the Messiah, which is going to crush the head of the dragon. That's what's at stake. And it's not taught in the churches, but if it's not taught in the churches, then when you get to a a place like Sodom and Gomorrah, and you scratch your head and you go, wow, this, this guy of the Old Testament is pretty vengeful, pretty maniacal, you know, pretty genocidal. And then you move a little further on after Sodom and Gomorrah, and you wind up the promised you know, promise land. When Joshua and Caleb go in, and that mandate comes down, wipe everything out, men, women, children, burn everything. Burn the animals, burn it all. Why? Because they're genetic abominations. That's what they are. Yeah. In my opinion. You know, this is really this is you know, this is really good because you know, people look at the Bible and they're like, What a hateful God. He just says, Go destroy all these people, but that's not what it is. We need I think that is so, so, so key. All right, so connect the dots for me, LA. Connect the dots with the what we're present to 
with the Nephilim or what's a, the great deception that's about to take place? Like what's going on in the world right now? How are we being peppered for that great deception? The enemy has been working overtime, first of all. And he cut the, the legs off of the church when the whole Darwinian paradigm became sacrosanct. And anyone who believes in the Bible is, is, is termed and deemed as believing in science fiction. How do I know this? Because I just sent something to a lab, and I got a nasty little snarky remark from the lab saying, you know, we, we, don't, we don't deal with, you know, science fiction. Well, it's not science fiction. I'm just asking for a carbon-14 dating. What, the machine doesn't care what my belief system is, That's nor right. does it care what your belief system is. It's going to spit out the data. But there's such a bias in, in academia and the scientific community against Christian thought, against the supernatural worldview, that they look at people like you and me, and we're, we're, we're in our science fiction people. You know, we're superstitious because we believe in the biblical prophetic narrative, and I believe every word in that biblical prophetic narrative. So the enemy changes everything at the cross. When you get to a book, the book of Daniel, 2,500 years ago, it says this, their seed will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not cleave to them. Now, before I knew about the Nephilim and the seed war, I, I got to that passage and went, well, what the heck does that mean? Who are they? It's not man, so who is it? And it says that. Their seed will mingle with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave to them. And this is, you know, he says, Daniel, go your way. Seal up the book from the time to the end. Many will run to and fro over the face of the earth. Knowledge will increase. Seal that book up, Daniel. Seal it up. And he does. The book is sealed. And all of a sudden now we know exactly what the seed war is. Their seed, who, who are they? It's the fallen ones. It hails back to Genesis 3.15, except it's different. He knows he can't, he can't change the outcome of the cross. He knows he can't do that. But what he can do is take as many souls with him, and that's the end game now. I was, spoke at a UFO conference last weekend, and this man came up to me and said, well, L.A., you know what? what's, uh, I spoke to him for about 20 minutes, and he just pumped me for all sorts of information. He was really curious. He'd never heard the other side of the aisle, mm -hmm. you know, my, our side of the aisle. What is going on with the UFO phenomenon? And, and I told him, I said, he asked me, well, what's the end game here? What, what's the goal? And I looked right at him and I said, the goal is to get your soul. And his eyes went like saucers and he ran out of the room. Literally, he was freaked out. Okay, we're going to hold right there because that, that is yeah. so powerful. That's exactly it. Now, here's the deal. You and I are going to have another time together. And we're going to have you on for a full, a full episode because we need to dig deeper here. But that is exactly what it is. What was that last thing you just said? Say it one more time. Um, the goal. What's the, the goal? The, yeah, the, the, goal is, the goal is is to take your soul. That's yeah. the goal. So what's the That's call the to end. action? What's the call to action for the people? If Satan's goal is to take the soul, right? Well, what's our goal? What can we do as Christians? Well, as Christians, first of all, we need to know who it is we're fighting. We need to be able to speak out against, and I do this on a daily basis, about the burgeoning UFO phenomena. And, and we have to come to under, understanding, and I'll be talking about this, uh, I think, on Saturday night at the Hope in the Heartland Conference in Kansas, for those of you who might want to check that out. I'll be talking for an hour in, in great depth about all this. And where can they Bottom reach line, that? How can they get there? Marzali, give them the information. Just, just Google Hope, Hope in the Heartland. It's in Kansas. Okay, Hope. Uh, so, yeah, Ten seconds to wrap is, it up. Yeah, the bottom line is this. Darwin, the idea of Darwinism, that we just evolved here over billions and billions of years, cut the trunk, cut the Christianity off at the knees. So people no longer believe in a God who spoke everything into existence. But we know in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's he right. was with God at the beginning. All things were made by Him. That's and right. without Him, not anything made that was made. That's the truth. But we've abandoned the truth. And so we've taken on this, this paradigm. But the neo-Darwinists are looking out there. They're looking for panspermia. They're looking at some sort of a creator that somehow genetically seeded us here on this planet. I'm not making this stuff up. It's everywhere if you just start Googling. I got it, Marzuli. That's the challenge. Go look. You guys, go look for yourselves. Do not settle with the narrative. There is a great deception about to come, and you're being peppered right now. We're all being peppered. L.A. Marzuli, you are a blessing. I love you, my brother, from another mother. We're going to have you back. Have a safe journey. I am excited about your conference coming up, and we'll talk to you very soon. I want to thank you all for being here today. I want to thank L.A. Marzuli, Dr. Mark Sherwood, and you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us every Saturday at 11 a.m. at Take Your Power Back. 
back. And to sponsor our show and support our sponsors, please go to TakeYourPowerBackShow.com. That's TakeYourPowerBackShow.com. You can also find us on all podcast platforms as well as Rumble. So already, my freedom-loving patriots, it's now up to you to step into your leadership and allow your voice to be heard. This is your Peak Performance Breakthrough Coach, Kim Yader, signing out. Remember that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Stand up. Thank you for joining us for the Take Your Power Back show. Join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. as Peak Performance Breakthrough Coach Kim Yader speaks to other freedom-loving Americans that are making a positive impact in the world by standing in truth amid adversity. Listen in weekly and learn how to take your power back in your freedom, in your personal and professional life, in technology and creativity, and in your faith. Be encouraged, be inspired, be transformed as you step into your power and take action in your leadership and allow your voice to be heard. Together, let's take your power back. To sponsor and support the Take Your Power Back show, go to TakeYourPowerBackShow.com. That's TakeYourPowerBackShow.com. And take your power back. Hey, stop what you're doing. Are you frustrated because you feel like you're not performing at the level that you know you're absolutely capable of? Are you feeling anxious and not taking action because of fear? Are you sick and tired of feeling stuck? Then this program is a fit for you. Hi, I'm Kim Yader, Peak Performance Coach, and I've had well over 25 years of coaching sessions with high performers just like you who want to take their life and their performance to the next level. I've created a step-by-step process that takes you from A to Z from our self-assessment strategy roadmap to our breakthrough release blueprint. I've helped people from all walks of life, and I can absolutely help you. So if you're feeling anxious, frustrated, or stuck, and you're not performing at your peak, unlock your life now and perform at your peak. Go to unlockyourlifecoach.com and set a time with me for a complimentary strategy session. Unlockyourlifecoach.com and unlock your life now. Welcome to the tribe. El Gringo Hot Sauce Tried and True. Made for those heat aficionados and sagacious connoisseurs that like their palates tantalized. Hot Sauce made for you, the common man, but also the sophisticated. Made in small batches and slow roasted to give you that sense of nostalgia you get when eating home-cooked meals, while also that gourmet flavor and consistency you find at a five-star restaurant. Bottom line is, we love what we do. We hope you enjoy our infectiously superb fruit-infused hot sauce. Bold with flavor, just the perfect amount of heat. Go forth bravely and share some sauce. El Gringo, can you take the heat? Go to elgringohotsauce.com and place your order today. That's elgringohotsauce.com, San Diego's best hot sauce.